Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Startup Radio, where we candidly share the unfiltered truths about what it's really like to start and build your own business. So you can love it and learn from our mistakes and get inspired to embark on this beautiful and messy journey called entrepreneurship yourself. Ready, steady, go. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 10. Ooh, already cracked the 10. I can't believe it. It's kind of incredible, isn't it? It doesn't feel like 10 episodes already. I think that's because we did a bunch of them on the same day. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we, we had a head start. But it feels easier than expected. Yeah, it's no, easier to talk. I, it, it doesn't require as much. Well, time still does, <laughs> but it doesn't yeah, but feel I, like it, it takes a lot of time. I expected it to take more time than it actually takes right now. Yeah. I think we've so got a good uh, way of separating the tasks as well, though. I think yeah. all by yourself, in between social media and, and cutting and recording and everything, it would be so much more. Thank you. It, <laughs> it would be a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people are doing it as full-time jobs. They have people working for them to do podcasts, yeah. right? So, Helena, uh, how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm settling into the new year. Nina's a little bit giggly today. <laughs> so bear with us with this episode. We will get somewhere eventually. Um, so without further ado, let's dive into the recommendations. Let's do that. Yes, I actually had to ask Helena whether I uh, gave you the recommendation that I was about to give you today already. And I did. So here comes another recommendation that I have yeah. for you guys. And that is to follow five inspiring organizations or personalities or businesses on your LinkedIn. Oh, I mean, I myself don't use LinkedIn very often, but I think Either. it is a nice resource because right now I'm kind of in the transition of looking into finding a career that resonates with my passion and with everything that I stand for and that I want the business that I work for besides my own business to stand for, right? Yeah. So I've been browsing a lot through the internet just by putting in catchphrases in the Google search. And I really, I didn't find businesses that really inspire me. I found businesses mm -hmm. that match the keyword search that I put into Google, but... Which is basically Google's job. Exactly. And that's what I'm working in right now. So I should know. But um, yeah, I really didn't find any inspiring businesses that I would want to write an application for. And then via LinkedIn, I actually follow one very, very inspiring yeah, collective of sustainable startups. They're called Startups for Tomorrow. And by pure chance, I came across their site again. And I found heaps of job offerings that are actually oh. in the startup scene that are connected to sustainability. And I think I would have completely passed on that opportunity if I hadn't followed that collective on LinkedIn. So that is my recommendation. Just follow five inspiring people, businesses, organizations. And if you don't use LinkedIn, use Instagram or use Twitter, use whatever platform comes most natural to you, but do it. That's my yeah. recommendation. I love that. I My recommendation is kind of on the same line, uh, actually, but I think LinkedIn is kind of growing on me at the moment. I haven't really been using it a lot, mm -hmm. just like for like stalker purposes. Like I don't 
really actively post on LinkedIn, but I know that for a lot of business owners that works really, really well. I haven't really got like any information on LinkedIn on how to do that. Maybe we could actually find a guest that is like a LinkedIn expert. That would be a really, Ooh, that'd be interesting. A really nice podcast interview um, because I don't know shit about LinkedIn, but I have heard of people really loving LinkedIn for both kind of purposes. So yeah, maybe that's even a growing social media platform. I, I think LinkedIn, at least for our generation, is still very... Um, very drafted. So you wouldn't just yeah. post something naturally, or at least many people don't. And all the content that is published or most of the content that I come across was published in a very narrated way, putting yourself out there in the best light you possibly can. Yeah. So that's something that I disliked about it. But again, I think a lot of great can come about it. So yeah. Great. Yeah, my recommendation is actually doing an Instagram or social media audit of your account or of the accounts that you're following. Because throughout the year, I've actually done that at the end of 2022. And throughout the year, I was following so many accounts that first I didn't consume the content of, so I mm. don't even know why I'm following them. Or it turned out that I didn't even like the person that I was following or the business or the creator that I was following. Are you so still following me? <laughs> yes. Was I part of, was I part of the purge? <laughs> no. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did an Instagram audit and I unfollowed a bunch of accounts and even uh, on my private Instagram as well, just accounts that were following me where I was like, well, my life doesn't have to interest you. Like, hmm. go away. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. want Can you, to you see, like, actually remove yeah, people that are course. following you? Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So there were a lot of um, people that, yeah, past friends or I wasn't friends with anymore that I had a fight with that I honestly don't resonate with anymore or I had a falling out with. And I'm like, well, my life doesn't have to interest you. And what I do for business doesn't have to interest you either. So I just removed them from my follower list. But at the same time, I did that as well with the people that I was following. And then I looked like you, I looked for businesses and accounts that were really inspiring to me. So my feed when I am on social media now is more aligned to the person I want to be and the content that I want to consume. Nice. Was yeah. there, do you have one example of uh, a very great account that you now followed that came up throughout the search? Uh, that's a good question. I think I followed a bunch of like uh, quotes accounts, mm -hmm. like just having those like um, affirmation quotes and stuff like that. Um, not like these really hustle motivational quotes, mm -hmm. like because we're not like that. We don't, we don't like that. Um but really those um, grounding quotes pages that are like, no matter where in the journey you are, like you're on the right path and those sorts of quotes that are very self-affirmative rather than, yeah, you have to work extremely hard to get where you want to be in 2023 and you have to hustle and boss babes hustle. And I'm like, no. <laughs> boss babes, mate, I don't. Take <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> well yeah. Yeah, I think that our two recommendations of today could actually be connected. So, yeah. yeah. 
follow people, that. get inspired and um, follow us. Follow us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After our great recommendations, let's move on to the topic of today's episode. Yeah. And would you want to introduce it to us, Helena? Of course. So today we thought it would be a fun episode if we talk about different personality types and how they relate back to how we run our business. Because essentially us being self-employed and being freelancers at the moment, we are literally one woman shows. We don't have any employees. We don't intend to have any employees for the foreseeable future, maybe somewhere down the line but not for now <laughs> and um yeah we just noticed that different personality types run or influence running a business in different ways and how we can harness our strengths from our personality types to get us where we want to be and also be a little self-aware of where our weaknesses lie and uh, what kind of threats we may face within ourselves and how that can self-sabotage our businesses so yeah we did a personality quiz before we did the episode which we'll also share on social media and we wanted to have a little discussion on how we run our businesses and how our personality influenced our business and um yeah everything everything like that so there are nine Enneagrams in total, and the first one is actually the reformer, which is the principled one. The second one is the supporter, which is the nurturing one. The third one is the achiever, which is the admirable one. Then we have the individualist, which is the introspective one. The investigator, which is the analytic one. The sixth one is the guardian. It is the faithful one. The seventh one is the optimist or the enthusiast, the enthusiastic one. The eighth is the protector, which is the passionate one. And the ninth is the accommodator, which is the peaceful one. And which one are you? I am the seven, which is the enthusiast. I'm also you? the seven enthusiast. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, and we made our notes and even before the yeah. episode, we unfortunately figured out that both of us are the same type of personality. Whilst we wanted to have like a very, very cool and nice discussion about how both of us differ in terms of working, in terms of being, I think it's going to be more of a yeah comprehensive explanation <laughs> of the minds of Nina and Helena collectively because um yeah both of us turned out to be the Enneagram type number seven which is the enthusiast yeah but like was that actually surprising to you that we were the same Enneagram honestly nah no it wasn't I was really wishing for you to be a different one but I think we took the test in university before and I actually had the same result. I didn't look it up, but I can remember that I had the same result. In our and, uh, bachelor's? Yeah. Who? Stu study coaching. Love Interesting. That. Yeah. And 
Honestly, it wasn't surprising to me. I just would have wished for this. Yeah, I would have wished for more of a discussion <laughs> yeah. rather than it would have an been a elaboration. better if we had different enneagrams. But look, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so Nina, the enneagram type seven, the enthusiast. Can you give us a little bit of a of a vibe? A little bit of a vibe. Um, so I took a couple of notes of what I got from the personality description from the page mm -hmm. and the things that stood. Which was written very nicely, to be honest. Like, yeah, it wasn't so stuck up. Huh? It, was, it, no. it had a vibe to it already. I loved, I loved the, the uh, copywriting of that page. Just, Just to get in into there. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what really resonated with me was the fact that the enthusiast was described as a restless explorer. So um, someone that was kind of always on the move, someone that was looking for opportunities at every corner, more or less, um, someone that was very spontaneous, versatile, and wants to try out new things wherever they can to keep life exciting as it is. And yeah. what I learned was that the core <clears throat> desire of that enthusiast personality is actually to be satisfied. And mm. uh, that's something that I yeah, see within myself very, very strongly right now because I'm still trying to find my place yeah. in the business world, but also as a person, as I said, and, and we talked about it in the New Year's episode already. Um, For me, it was last year. For you, it's going to be this year. After you finish a study, suddenly you don't have a plan anymore. You know, you always had a plan for yeah. at least the next four years, next two years, even next half a year. But right now I don't have that. And I'm thriving for satisfaction. I'm thriving for something that give me that joy in life that I want. Mm -hmm. But I really continuously need to look for it. Yeah, the thing is, And I've actually reflected on that for some time now, like nearing the end of my studies, is that it is so hard for me to think about the person that I will be after my studies because I really enjoy studying. It's like I like being a student and I like going to university and I'm actually really happy with studying and the place that I'm in right now yeah. I like how my my days are structured and how I can be so um self-controlled with my days and no one else is controlling my days and my time so it is really hard for me to think about that all changing in the next two three months and actually if I don't pursue like a PhD which I will not do for the foreseeable future it will be the last time for me being at a university as well so That is kind of a scary thought and that also plays into like the Enneagram 7 type because yeah. we're always like looking for for something to do and like something to reassure ourselves and to be satisfied but that all gets ripped away now when I finish my studies. And that I, I totally understand you because that was exactly the feeling that I myself had as well when I finished university because suddenly... I was deprived, if you may call it like that, of the right to continuously learn, you know, to have a structure in which I can learn, in which my 
main intention is to learn. Yeah. And once that I finished university, of course, you can always search out for ways to learn. So um, I uh, signed up for one of those online diploma courses uh, side, but still you need to fit it within your day and you don't have a structure around yeah. engaging you to learn. And it's that, like you have to completely reinvent yourself. Exactly. It's like it's like a complete death to your student personality. Yeah. And now you have to completely reinvent yourself in, in being a business owner, being a freelancer, being an employee. But it's like a completely different thing. And that's kind of exciting, but also a little scary. Totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, for me, it's been half a year now. I'm still trying to find my place and I I know as we've been talking about it in the past episodes um uh I've come to the peace of mind that life is a journey and that not everything can be perfect right away so I'm um, yeah. I'm here I'm continuing going I'm continuing to find my passion and to find an employment or um establish myself further as an entrepreneur to living up to that passion Yeah, but one thing that uh, sorry, one thing that um, also stood out to me was the fact that an enthusiast very often looks for instant gratification. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to continue going because so many things are so interesting and uh, they're so enthusiastic about so many things. That they're like, ah, oh, this didn't work, so I might just well move on to the next thing. Yeah. Ah, this might not be for me. Like it looked very interesting from the beginning, but as I look into other things now, I think this is more for me, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what I'm in right now. Yeah. I actually found a job offering that I'm highly motivated to do. So uh just that's nice. cross your fingers. Um, fingers crossed. And But yeah. Yeah, you know, um, And I can actually remember us having the conversation uh, when we were at uni of being like, okay, I've I've had a job now for six months and I've been at this company for six months and like, now what? Like, I'm bored. Mm. Like, I can't stay here forever. Like, we had that with our internship, for example, where we're like, yeah. oh, I can remember you telling me, what if I never find a job that I'm like satisfied at for more than six months? Yeah. Like, Every job I had, I wanted to leave at the six month mark because I got bored because not because anything was wrong with the job or anything was wrong with the people there, but I just learned to do the tasks that I had. And I feel like there's nothing more to learn here. I have everything mastered that I can master at this company. And now it's just doing my day-to-day -day tasks, but they're routine now and there's like nothing new for me to learn here i think it's the lack of excitement yeah that then makes it dull yeah yeah and there was one phrase in the enneagram um personality quiz that really triggered me which was uh as an enneagram seven you've got a thirst for life but unbalanced as you are you end up never getting satisfied and i feel like that triggered me on, on a very deep level because I was like, crying. I do, you are. I, <laughs> I do. I never get satisfied. It's like, I, even in my business now, having this business for a little over a year now, I'm like, okay, I just launched a product. 
now what? Like, I'm gonna have to work on the next thing. Or <laughs> I just rebranded and I'm like, oh, actually, I don't like my logo anymore. Like, let's work on a new one. And like, I'm never getting out of that cycle of mm. um, reinventing myself, working on something new, launching something new. But at the same time, it's like st stressing the fuck out. Like, yeah, I think... I think that's interesting because also what uh, what might build on that thought a little bit more is that, and it said it in the section about the Enneagram 7 type where it talked about motivation a lot, that every moment that you're not doing something that sparks that enthusiasm, that joy of life, you feel like you're wasting time. Yeah, And I think maybe in between those things and between never being satisfied and always wanting to do something because otherwise you feel like you're a waste of time. I think it's very, very hard to find a balance in saying I can take a little rest because it's all right. Because that's something that I feel for myself quite a lot. Once that I sit down and I say, today I do nothing, at the end of the day, I'm like, what a waste of time. What have I done? <laughs> like I could have used this time so much better. And then even in the, during the times that I rest, I am stressed because yeah. I don't do something meaningful. Yeah. It's like you're highly conscious of the time that you have and you want to kind of use that product like productively. Yeah. And I noticed that in myself and I, that's actually a question that I wanted to ask you is I had that self-realization over the Christmas break where I was like, am I addicted to work? Mm. And I was wondering like if you had the same thing or how um, you feel about it, because I don't know, I'm always looking for something to do. I'm always looking for like work that needs to be done or taking things off my to-do list. And I'm like, I can't fucking rest. Like I can't watch a Netflix show for like half a day or a full day even because I feel like that's a waste of day. Yeah, that's, that's what I just meant beforehand. That mm. by taking time to rest, I feel stressed. Yeah. But um, what I try to tell myself is that I need those off days as well. And very often I had those days and I felt like I need to force myself into doing something. Yeah. But then everything that I start, for, for me at least, um, just gets loads more overwhelming and unstructured. So then I don't really get a grip on it. And I just spiral in the dissatisfactory way that things are turning out right now. So I, I learned <laughs> for myself a little bit more to accept those days. And to then really just take my time off of work. Yeah. But that's rather easy to say for me right now because <laughs> I have a lot of untouched things that I still want to get started with. Mm -hmm. But by it being such grand projects, I get overwhelmed by the work there is to do. So I rather decide on doing nothing for now because it's I don't like know where to paralysis start. paralysis that we yeah, talked about exactly. in, in the New Year's paralysis episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, 
I got back into moving. I got mm-hmm. back into uh, starting my things and to getting on top of my things. I sent out a few applications. Um, I started to do the work that Helena requested me in order to start <laughs> our branding process. Um, I saw that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm I'm there. I'm slowly getting uh, some movement again, some traction, because especially the time before Christmas, I was very burned out and very dissatisfied with... Um, where I was in life and uh, what my plans were and where I see myself in the future. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm on top of things again now, but now I start working again as well, which means that I kind of need to fit everything in, but I don't mind taking the extra time for it now. I don't mind sitting myself down on a Sunday evening when everyone else is watching TV and get into the things that I'm passionate about, sending out application, uh, writing things about my business. So to come back to your question, <laughs> I um, I definitely have phases in my life where I feel like I work too much and where I can't mm-hmm. rest and where I continuously work on things. But I also have those periods where I know that rest is needed <laughs> and without that rest, I don't really get moving. Yeah, that's that's why I actually love those sorts of personality tests because you don't you kind of don't pass judgment here you're just having that self-awareness of Mm. um realizing where you can shift your focus to be more efficient in a mindful way so not more efficient in a way that you can do more but you're actually more productive and you get more done but it feels better at the same time. So you're not just hustling your way and your day to day, but it actually feels more mindful and yeah, just overall better. I I literally, the change it made in between <clears throat> mid of December and end of December for me to take a rest and to kind of rearrange my thoughts and um, do a lot of, work in terms of where do I see myself and where do I want to go that two three weeks really helped me to now have a renewed joy of life and spark within myself to get things moving I know if I hadn't taken those three weeks I would still be at the same freaking point and that was a miserable point so I'm uh yeah Yes, yeah, so you have kind of phases in your life 100%. and it's okay to recognize those phases and um, yeah, make the most out of them and honoring them that if it's a period of rest, like don't be hard on yourself because you don't get anything done. Um, I actually also like to schedule in like conscious rest for certain periods. Mm-hmm. Like I always do that over the summer. Um I don't know how I'm going to do that with a new job this year, but I used to do that last summer and the summers before when we had eight weeks of uni there, I would also do like a social media break or um, a break from business clients or any of that thing. So um, yeah, just honoring those different seasons. And if you're in a season of hustle, then that's great as well. Just scheduling conscious rest yeah after that period of of hustle so you're not actually getting burnt out and i think the enneagram test again 
put it very, very nicely because it also describes the unhealthy type seven. And it yeah. said, watch out and never speed up on a bike with broken brakes. And I think that's a very, very nice analogy because of course with that, you can continuously go, but that means that eventually you're going to crash. So yeah. why not take the time, fix the brakes and then continue going? Yeah, so um, I wanted to touch on um, what our Enneagram's biggest challenges are. I think we kind of touched on that before, but then also how we tackle those challenges and what kind of our main takeaways are mm -hmm. from that test that we consciously uh, implement in our businesses and in our day-to-day -day lives. All right. So, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well start. Yeah. So um, I think one takeaway for me was that it's very, very important to set priorities mm -hmm. because um, I think it's a German saying. I'm not sure you can translate it to, uh, to the English, but it says you can't dance at all weddings at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you can translate. Basically, it means that you, that you can't you try and do everything plate. yeah and do it perfectly because mm -hmm. eventually at some point things are not going to work out the way you want it to because you're just overwhelmed with tasks and that's something that um that I very much resonated with and um it said that basically the Enneagram 7 type has a very impressive crave to desire but that also means that there's loads of interesting things yeah And loads of things to be done. And I myself, as a person, as a business leader, need to make sure to prioritize the right things. And I think that's something that, that I really need to work on. Because yeah. so often I start things and then half-ass them because I just simply don't have enough time or energy to accomplish all yeah. of them. So prioritizing is something that I really need to work on yeah me too i resonate with that because i feel like i also need to balance between having the big visions that i have for mm. my life and for my business and also kind of balancing that with the pragmatic tasks i need to get done to actually get there because mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like i'm future tripping like i am always thinking about the future and i'm a kind of living in the future although I'm not practically in the future yeah and I get hung up on like oh I I'm this is my goal like I have this big lavish goal I want to achieve this I want to hold a TED talk I want to be this and that but then also I'm like how do I get there yeah like, you need to find tools and you need to work on things in the present moment in in everything that is at the disposal of your hand right now in order yeah. to get there yeah yeah and I'm like always thinking like okay my future is going to be so great and I have these big goals for my future but then I don't think about the things that I need to get done to actually get there or even appreciate where I am right now mm. because once I achieve a goal I'm like okay next one like what else is there how far can I take it yeah yeah, yeah. what's the next thing and just being a little bit more grateful for where I am at right now. And like, as we said in uh, one of the previous episodes, how much we talked about starting our own businesses when we were in our bachelors, which was years ago. 
And now being grateful that we are at a place where we are starting our own business, which was such yeah. a goal for us both for such a long time. But also for such a long time, I wasn't really grateful that I actually starting this right now. Yeah. Because I didn't appreciate the intuitive pull that I got to start this business. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I need to get this done. And I have these goals now and that's it. Yeah. And I think that also very much comes back to the passage from the 101 essays that will change your life that I read out to you in one of the yeah. previous episodes, where it really talks about appreciating the path instead of thriving for a destination. Yeah. And I totally understand that because I myself am also, I'm, I'm continuously thinking about the future and I read a job offering and I'm thinking about myself in that new place and in that new position and having new friends, you know? So yeah. despite the fact that it is not even close to being a given that I may be able to get that business to where I envision it or get the employment that can support me through uh, developing something by myself, but also working towards something that I'm passionate about. I am in that situation with my head and everything is perfect in my head. And then of course, yeah. everything that does not go according to plan as envisioned in my head is a path into the wrong direction. You know what I yeah. mean? But that picture can, it can change by the minute. It can change by the hour, by, by the week. <laughs> There literally is not one consistent picture in my head. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> and that makes it so difficult because how can I be happy if I thrive for this and that and this mm -hmm. whilst not appreciating what is in the moment? Yeah, because like when you do that, when you like future trip, your mind is focused on all the things that you don't have. Yeah, and it also only focuses on things that you already know about. You yeah. know, your future is crafted in a way that your brain thinks about things that made you happy in the past. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh my so, God, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's it. Okay. And... One other takeaway or a, a business challenge that I had and that I then also, of course, need to overcome mm -hmm. is um, basically what they refer to as looking at something with a magnifier glass. So mm -hmm. in our minds, everything is exciting. Everything can spark joy in us. Everything can be a new opportunity for life to head for the greater way, right? Yeah. Um, and in the descriptionary text, it said that once you found something that you're passionate about, you should look into that specific thing a lot more into detail. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it explained it with a scientist who just explored a new exciting flower and no one knows about that flower yet. And they, <laughs> they just explored it and they say, well, look, it's an exciting thing. They wouldn't just place the flower aside and say, off to the next great flower. They would look <laughs> at that flower in all detail and try to figure out what that flower is about. What's so special about that flower? How can we uh, nurture that flower? I made mm -hmm. so much more of that sentence that was written in that text, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of what I 
need to focus more in business and in my mm -hmm. personal life. And I think uh, I'm on the right way in pushing my mindfulness, my meditation practice forward. But do and you actually feel like right now you're like that person that's like, oh, nice flower. Next one. Oh, that's a nice flower. Right now, yes. Yeah, because me too. Because that's I'm, exactly a little, I'm a little bee. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when we were um, talking about emoticons oh, for yeah. this year, I put a little bumblebee in there. And I reasoned it by the way that I know that every little tiny being can make a change. But right now, I also realize... I'm hopping from freaking flower to flower to flower to flower. Now, interesting thought, but do you think that was a sign from the universe? Being like, hey, get yourself some, like, be a little bit more self-aware. Be a little bit more self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally puns. could be. <laughs> We love the puns. I mean, I notice myself that... That constant uncertainty puts me in a very busy headspace because I just constantly think about different scenarios that potentially yeah. could be and that I don't find rest. And I think no. being that bee that jumps from flower to flower, from opportunity to opportunity, needs to sit on one flower for a while <laughs> and actually nurture. I love it. It's so cute. I'm the little That's bee. So <laughs> That's a very nice analogy. Yeah. But I can resonate with that. Okay, Nina, are you ready for the three questions? All right, shoot me. Okay, so the first question is actually related to today's episode, which is personalities. And I was wondering, um, out of the nine Enneagrams, If you thought before doing the test, if another Enneagram or if your result would have been another Enneagram from the one you've got. If I'm brutally honest, I didn't even read into the nine Enneagrams before <laughs> I started the test. So I really can't say for sure that I think I would be someone else. Um, Very as you've been, Well, no, I just wanted to go in there with an open mind, yeah, not fine. being too... Um, to bias into answering questions the way so they would make me come out as the passionate one. Um, <laughs> But is there another Enneagram that you would think from like a first glance that that could have been you as well? Give me a second. Um, I just need to open the Enneagrams again so that I can look at them and tell you which one I would want to be. <laughs> let's make let's make choices where because you can be whoever you want to be right you can be whoever you want to be so i just had to look up the enneagram types again because mm -hmm. of course i couldn't remember all of them and as i've read through them i think i could have also seen myself as the achiever <laughs> We are literally the same person. Did you also think that for yourself? Yeah. I mean, we we know each other from a university context and we both know how incredibly um, goal-oriented and, yeah, <laughs> self-perceived overachievers we are. And we talked yeah. about it, I think, in one of the first episodes about mm -hmm. how 
we loved each other to bits during university already, but both of us were kind of not jealous, but always kind of threatened by the performance of the other person. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we talked about this when I visited you yeah. uh, when we recorded the first few episodes and I was like, actually, I had a huge limiting belief that I was always second to Nina and Nina was like, Oh, I actually had a huge limiting belief that I was never deserving to be better than Helena because Helena always knew better. <laughs> like, yeah. What? So, you know, both of us were so success oriented that we basically, yeah, try to fail to acknowledge <laughs> our own, um, yeah, how do you say our own capabilities and measured our performance <laughs> by looking at the other Hello. person. Which is completely senseless, but yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so that's where I would uh, <laughs> or could see myself as well. So that then I definitely would have seen myself in the enthusiast as well. So I think um, I could have already somewhat told that that definitely would play a role in who I am as a person. And to some degree, I also think I'm the peacemaker but more in that i'm not very content with having arguments i like mm. to i like to have harmony and communicate about issues if they are yeah. there also i think i could have seen myself a little bit as being the peacemaker just because i find content in harmony I, like I'm not a big fan of arguments when there's something disagreeing with me. I wouldn't be the first one to uh, scream out the door and, and tell off people. I usually try and be very agreeable and harmony loving. Yeah. But I think that is, yeah, that is more within me, myself and the person I am mm -hmm. rather than the business uh, personality that I want to be. Yeah. So that also very much translates to personal relationships with friends, with family. Um, I'm I'm not very good at having conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, question number two: Was there anything surprising that you discovered through doing that enneagram test? Was there something that you didn't know before that kind of bl blew your mind? For me, those tests always blow my mind but i have the same thing with um horoscopes for example or uh really any sort of online test where they say they can tell me who i am mm -hmm. i read those tests and i'm like how do they get it so right but i think <laughs> i think they're just narrated in a very very open way so that everyone can resonate with them so that surprised me a bit that they wrote a text that I really uh, could see myself in that I thought yeah. described me very, very good. And I was surprised that the enthusiast actually has a low quality in focus because mm -hmm. I think once that I am passionate about something, once that I want to get something done, I can be a very, very focused person. Yeah. So I can turn off my my phone, I can put it aside and I can work for a few hours straight nonstop without any distractions. But as I read into it a little bit more, that was about the not being focused about one particular thing, not being able to prioritize what's important. Yeah. And there I can see myself in again. 
So yeah. it was this initial thought of, huh? I can be focused. <laughs> you felt um, a little called out there. I did. I, I did. Yeah. Bitch, are you trying to tell me I'm not focused? Yeah. I can focus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Question number three. What are you grateful for this week? What am I grateful for this week? This week, I'm very grateful for having sent out an application to a job that I would absolutely love doing. Um, it's an employment. It's not where I'm currently located, but it offers so many great benefits uh, and works with a mission that I myself am very passionate with. So I'm very grateful that I send out that application and I'm beyond excited to hear whether they are as grateful for having received that. Um, I'm actually so happy that you say that because application. you talked about it uh, for a quite a while that you can't find a place where you felt like truly aligned and everything. So I'm happy for you that you say that and fingers are crossed um keep us updated we'll do we'll yeah. do i'll only talk about it if it's, <laughs> if it's a positive outcome I otherwise i might be crying either, either we'll do a celebratory episode or we do a trauma dump no let's either do a <laughs> celebratory episode or just completely forget about the fact that i mentioned anything about this <laughs> fine i prefer That's that fine. good so if you don't hear from it anymore i didn't get it <laughs> don't ask okay But before we end this episode, I have a little big announcement that I wanted to make. Tell us. Woo woo. Which is actually that I'm about to launch my own branding masterclasses. Woohoo! Two sounds. <laughs> that's very sad, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe I can um, maybe I can find some cheer sounds that I can put into the uh, yeah. to the recording. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> um, that's actually a collection of six masterclasses that I have pre-recorded and there are interactive workshops and you'll get an interactive PDF where you learn to learn the basics of DIYing your branding, essentially. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know it and a lot of other people know it too, that branding is usually a big investment And it is not very cheap to hire a designer, but I still wanted to bring branding and the benefits of branding to a wider audience. And a lot of people are willing to put in the time and effort it takes to work on their own branding and their own brand strategy because they don't have the money to invest in a professional designer. So I thought I'll give some masterclasses to those people that want to DIY their branding. That's amazing. And Yeah. So yeah, there are six masterclasses for different topics. So for example, a target audience masterclass, which we only talk about for the target audience. Then I have a brand naming masterclass, differentiation strategies, and all those specific masterclasses that you can either buy in a bundle or on their own. So super cool. And how much, how much do they cost? Well, it's different prices for each, but if you want to purchase the bundle, it is 175 euros, which is actually a 
euro discount from if you would purchase them all separately. Um, look, I wanted to bring something into the new year and into 2023 when this episode launches. It's kind of nearing the end of January and... I think we mentioned that in a previous episode is the statistic that 29% of people already lost count of their New Year's resolutions by the end of January. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a motivational peak. So nice. if you want to invest in your business, but you don't have a lot of money, the holidays drained your budget and your pockets, then you don't have to overspend on a huge business investment. You can just purchase a masterclass. It is definitely under 70 euros. So somewhere around that, it doesn't really drain a lot of your budget and you can still do a lot of great things for your business and maybe achieve some of your business goals for 2023. Nice. That's amazing. And how can we find your masterclasses? Uh, so they're just on my website. Um, if you Google it and then put online shop behind it, Uh, we can also put the website link in the show notes so you have direct access. And yeah, if you have Perfect. any questions, message me. If you don't, purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes, that's all from me. Amazing. Well then, I also urge you to buy her masterclasses and I'm here with officially ending um, <laughs> the episode. And I think what we can do and what we would love to do is to share the link to the Anagram personality test and hear from yes. you guys what personalities you are, what shocked you, what you can very much resonate with and what challenges you have to or want to overcome connected to the personality type that you are. Yes. So if you want to make the test, the link will be in our show notes and on our social media. Just message us our, your results or put it in your story and tag us, whatever feels most comfortable for you. Our social media handle is at the startup.radio. <laughs> I butcher well it every done. time. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, take your masterclass on how to name. Uh, like, what was it? Brand name. How to say your brand name. <laughs> do, a, do a masterclass for that too. <laughs> well, I don't think our name is that difficult. It's just... It our is handle, to, yeah. To be, very, to be very honest, that handle is not the handle that we were hoping for. Because nope. the one we were hoping for was gone already. So it is at thestartup.radio. And you can find us there. We can have a lot of great discussions. Um, yeah. That's everything for me, Nina. Some famous last words. No, I always butcher the last words. So I'll just close the episode with this. <laughs> All right. See you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.